Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. All right, go ahead. Are you ordering a pizza? No, we're not ordering a pizza. Oh, man. Bummer. There's bagels, there's rice cakes, there's peanut butter. Oh, rice cakes, yes. Bacon. Bacon. There's cereal. I've been doing it all week. There's salad. I did eat three chicken breasts. Wow. And they were not full chicken breasts. Three chicken breasts, huh? They were, I mean, they were, they weren't anything to brag about, you know? It was probably like six chicken strips if you were to combine them. Oh. That's nothing. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft News Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Welcome, all listeners. We are going to talk about my ultimate team going through the AFC West today. But before we get into that, Kyle, welcome to the show. It's great to finally be able to announce our home with the Draft Network. Yes, this has been a long time in the works. Uh, it's an opportunity which we are very excited about. Uh, some some new creative liberties uh, that we will be taking. Some great ideas to have our fans and readers and listeners uh, get engaged with us and what we're doing and just a, a really terrific opportunity that, Joe, I'm just super, super excited that you and I can continue this ride together and, and continue to work together in the capacities that we do and welcome some, some really great teammates along for the ride and Trevor Sikama and John Ledyard and uh, Ben Solak, who's a familiar face from NDT Scouting, and Brad Kelly, who who is a bright, young, up-and-comer we're really excited to have and uh, my last administrative item here before we get into the, the draft network and some of the details that we want to share with you at this juncture is thank you to uh, J.C. Cornell, who is the guy who's kind of been the catalyst to this opportunity and 
will allow us to push the limits of NFL draft coverage and college football coverage and uh, has a vision, and we were a part of that. So uh, thank you to JC and everybody. Welcome to the Draft Network. This is new and exciting, man. Yeah, man, and it's, you know, I guess maybe people are thinking, well, what's different about this than NDT scouting? And it's really taking it to the next level. Imagine NDT scouting on steroids with, you know, a lot of the great content that you enjoyed from that website, but with uh, with JC uh, bringing us all together and allowing us the, the opportunity to commit all this time and resources into producing NFL draft content, it really allows us to take it to the next level. And the interactive features on this website are going to be something that uh, really I think everyone's going to enjoy and, and really is going to set us apart in this, uh, this niche, this slant if you will, of NFL draft coverage. That's a normal collar, Joe. Find a new slant. Referencing, obviously, Brian Colangelo. So you say the word slant. I just That's where my mind automatically goes. Oh, Let's talk geez. about collar sizes. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and, and this, this site's going to open up on August 6th. So August 6th. Right around the corner, like literally a month away. Uh, and uh, some of the features that, that Joe referenced will be very shortly behind it. So a lot of great excuses to come back and check out what we're doing at the Draft Network, Joe. So, yes, we just have another month or so to get through here. Uh, but then we are going to launch on August 6th. And uh, really excited about what everyone will be able to find on the thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, and this podcast will be one of the features of that website. So keep it right here. And uh, we are excited to continue this journey with you all and with our new teammates at Draft Network. Kyle, it's about the AFC West today. Oh, no, you know what? Speaking of the West, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you need to say about out West here. Yeah, this, you're dumb, LeBron. Okay? Very jaded Sixers fan here. You didn't trust the process. And I don't understand how you can lose to the Warriors in the finals three out of four years and then decide it's going to be a good idea to go to the Western Conference and be like the fourth or fifth best team in the conference. You're going to have to play the Warriors in the second round of the playoffs and never get back to the finals again. Four-year deal. The dude's an older guy. This is it for LeBron. Congratulations. You just locked yourself out of the finals for the rest of your career. Uh, You should have trusted the process. We could have been something really special, LeBron, and I'm going to hold it against you for as long as my bitter, jaded self will until I actually see you on a basketball court and appreciate how great you are once again. Kyle, you know what? Uh, I've been trying to think of what my take is on this whole thing, and I guess I have one one take. LeBron going to the Los Angeles Lakers is not necessarily about winning, and it's not about money. And so this is very interesting, at least immediate money, right? Because like, Cleveland could, pay, could have paid him more money than any other team. Uh, but uh, this is to me about him setting up the next phase of his career with probably some, uh, maybe some acting and other other things that being in the LA area lends itself to. But uh, uh, I guess it's it's interesting. The East is is a cupcake conference now. I mean, so we're both fans of teams in the East. Me, the Hornets, you, the Sixers, and so just the the Celtics kind of stand in the way. But uh, it's just going to be about whoever gets to the finals and loses to the West. And, and I got a feel LeBron's not going to be getting there very often because uh, the Golden State Warriors are in the West, and they're freaking good, and they're going to be good for a long time. Yeah, and so are the Houston Rockets. 
who won like yes. 67 games last year or whatever it was. That team stacked. Oklahoma City, I know they got some flat because they lost to the Jazz in the first round. Yeah. But they got two stars in Paul George, yeah. uh, HaHa LA, and Russell Westbrook. A lot of talent out West. You could, like, I don't know who you could kind of stake, have stake the claim. Maybe, like, uh, the Greek Freak or Joel Embiid. Like, are those are potentially the two best players in the Eastern Conference right now? I mean, uh, are you going to go Kyrie with his paper mache knees? Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't think so. I think you've got the, I think you've got the two. Like it, it's a, it's a weird time, dude. So, uh, Sixers got some room. Let's wheel and deal. Let's not trade for Kawhi Leonard because it seems like he's going to be a pouty little girl and uh, take his ball and ball and go home. Uh, if he doesn't get what he wants, which is to go play in L.A. So you go play in L.A. and, and be second fiddle to LeBron and be fifth fiddle in the West, and that's fine with me. Shifting gears to the AFC West. Continue <sighs> my ultimate series here with the AFC West. We've got a lot of positive feedback so far in this series, and we're having a lot of fun. So uh, we're keeping it random. You know, we didn't want to just kind of go in the normal order, so we kicked it out West today, going with the AFC West. And, again, the concept here is Kyle and I are going to make our, our picks – uh, to, to create a starting lineup if we're going to win, uh, you know, build a lineup to win this coming season using only players in the AFC West like we did so far for the AFC East and the NFC East. Yeah, and uh, we've, we've by and large thought around the same base players, uh, which is, it can't be too much of a surprise so far, Joe, through two divisions. Um, I think this, this is a challenging division in some of the positional groups. And I'm looking forward to seeing where we differ in this group because there's some talent in some groups and there's some other position groups where I'm kind of left awkwardly pulling names that I don't feel great about. Quarterback, Kyle. Yeah. Do you want me to take take lead on QB? What? You know, I gave some thought to Patrick Mahomes. But he hasn't really? he hasn't proven it yet. I gave some thought to Derek Carr, but he had a down year last year. I don't really know who he is yet. You know, I'd like to trust my draft evaluation and think that this 2016 season, that's who he is. So now, Philip Rivers has to be the choice. Dude is established. This is a one-year exercise. We're only looking for 2018. Um, Philip has been quietly a spectacular quarterback at the NFL level, playing at a high level for a really long time. Um, hasn't really gotten his due because his team has not found playoff success. But uh, Phillip can come up in the clutch at times, and uh, the, those cardiac moments for him, uh, I'd feel good about him quarterbacking my favorite team. 192 consecutive starts, Kyle, 50,000 passing yards. This dude knows how to slice up a secondary, and uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the division. I, I gave Carr some thought, but, again, one year trying to build a winner, give me Phillip Rivers. I, I, can, I can count on that guy. Uh, running back, Kyle, this is a, an interesting group here. But I think it comes down to two players, in my opinion, Melvin Gordon from the Chargers, Kareem Hunt from the Chiefs. And I went with Kareem Hunt. Uh, I like Gordon. I, I really like how he's contributed as a multifaceted back uh, there in Los Angeles. I just think Kareem Hunt uh, gives me a little bit more of a power element 
I think I get a similar receiving skill set, a similar you know, vision, those types of things. But I think he's a little bit more of a banger, and uh, and I just I think there's a little bit more upside for what Kareem Hunt can do in year two than what Mel- Melvin Gordon can t- continue to do, even though he's a really good back. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I had to side with Kareem. I, I really like Kareem's running style. Um, Melvin's been a productive back. It's been nice seeing him kind of branch out and be much more of a receiver than what he was utilized at Wisconsin uh, throughout the course of his college career. But uh, Kareem, a little less tread on the tires, really like that one-cut style before getting north-south and uh, his ability to string cuts together and vision between the tackles. I think he's better than Melvin Gordon in those areas, and I think those are dividing factors when you're holding these two players up against one another. Yeah, uh, Hunt strings together moves oh so well. Yes, yeah. So wide receivers, the way we've been doing this, Joe, is we have been taking group of three and packaging that way. Do we want to continue this exercise here? I'll take the lead. I do. I do. I do. This is going to be good. Uh, yeah. So I gave some thought to Amari Cooper, but I have some concerns about the hands. He had a really bad year last year. So my wide receiver group, I'm taking Keenan Allen as my ex. I'm taking Tyreek Hill as my Z, and I'm, it's going to hurt me to say it, but uh, I'm going to take Travis Benjamin as my what? slot receiver here. I know, Joe, you have the world's most outrageous man crush on Sammy Watkins, who has not put it together for quite some time now. So I'm going to pass on the physical upside of Sammy Watkins because he hasn't put it together for quite a while. You can give me Travis Benjamin. Uh, I, am, I am left speechless. I am left. Uh, Sammy Watkins is as gifted of a receiver there is in the NFL. As physically gifted as A.J. Green or Julio Jones, Sammy Watkins is right there. And when he was healthy in Buffalo, he produced when nobody else could. And – his, you know, look, in, in Los Angeles, he was late to the party, and he was a guy there, but he, he scored a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to be special with Andy Reid in that offense, and I'm not going to miss the opportunity to get him on the team. So, anyways, I do have uh, the same other receivers. I have Tyreek Hill. I have uh, Keenan Allen, who, man, that dude, you want to talk about a guy that's just always productive every time he's in the lineup. I mean, that dude just walks onto the field and gets 10 catches for 120 yards. Uh, he's had some injuries, but he was healthy last year, and you saw – what he's capable of doing. Uh, and so I like that trio of Watkins, Allen, and Hill. And, um, man, Benjamin, that's that one surprised me. That, that really surprised me, Kyle. Joe, uh, if Sammy's so talented, why is he on his third NFL team in three years? Well, because the Rams couldn't re-sign him, and, and he, uh, you know, he's not a Boy Scout like uh, like Tom wants. When's the I last mean, time Sammy Watkins played in 16 games? Maybe never. 2014, his rookie season. And he was injured starting that season with uh, the hip injury. Lions took a took, he took a weird hit against the Lions in the last preseason game that year. How many times? Has, how many times has Sammy Watkins had a catch percentage over 60 percent? Oh, really, Kyle? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Once. Guys like, you know, the greats of Kyle Orton and E.J. Manuel, 
distributing him the football. Tyra, okay. uh, Tyrod I'm, Taylor. I'm just telling you that you got 200 and 224 targets in his first two years in the league. Sammy Watkins in, in 20, what is this year? 2018 will have plus 80 catches, plus 1,100 yards, and plus eight that, touchdowns. That's a bet. I'm taking all three of those. Let's go. I bet he doesn't hit any of those numbers. Any. So if he gets one of, okay, this is now we've had an evolution here. If he gets one of those three. Eight, you're, telling me, you're telling me he gets 80 receptions, 1,100 yards, or eight-plus touchdowns this year. I think he's going to get all three, but I'm certain he'll get at least one. Let's roll. Let's do it. Okay. Tell us. Joe, do the math here. Kansas City has Tyreek Hill, Chris Conley, the best tight end in football in Travis Kelsey, one of the best, most productive running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield in Kareem Hunt. How is is Sammy Watkins going to get those numbers unless unless he gets 16 plus yards per catch? Special weapon. A special weapon, that's why. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So I need to know, do I need all three to win, or I just need one of them? I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll give you one of them. If I'll... I get one of those three, yeah, I win the bet. Yep. Okay, people, tell us what the wager is. <laughs> all right. Joe, how many, how, many, how many receptions did uh, Sammy Watkins have last year with the Rams? Uh, not many. 39. 39. 39. How many did he have the year before that? 60. 28. (laughs) What's Sammy Watkins' career high in receptions? 65. 65. He's never gone over 1,100 yards. All right. I'm good. I'm good with the bet. And he's in as potent and loaded of an offense as he's ever been in with a lot of mouths to feed. I feel good about this. Okay. Okay. I feel good about it too. We'll talk we'll talk in December about that. Okay, so I guess I kinda tipped off the tight end pick. Do you do you disagree with the no, Travis yeah, Kelsey's best tight end football? It it's Kelsey, yes. Okay. So let's uh you you want to take offensive tackles? We'll just yeah. hit the fast forward button on Kelsey because he's eons better than everybody else, uh, especially with Hunter Henry being hurt and out for the year. Yes, my offensive tackles here, uh I went there's some younger guys in this vision that are interesting, but I went with some of the proven guys. Give me Russell Okung on one side, give me Mitchell Schwartz on the other. Solid, reliable football players. I'm stunned you didn't go with Colton Miller. Oh, are you? Are you really? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going with Eric Fisher and Russell Okung. I'll take those two guys as my offensive tackles. Fisher, first overall pick in 2013. Uh, kind of a thin class, but I uh, think he's a really under, uh, underappreciated player as much as one can be for being the first overall pick and turning into a good football player. He struggled when he first came in the league, Joe, but he's been really solid for the past couple years for the Chiefs. Yes, he has. you got lead on interior. I do have lead on the interior offensive line. Uh this is really easy because I'm taking the entire Raiders into your offensive line. Mm-hmm. Osemele, Rodney Hudson, and Gabe Jackson. Give me those three guys, and I will punch you in the mouth all day long. The physicality that those guys brings to the table. I thought about some, some of the uh, younger guys on the Chargers. I thought about Mitch Morse for the Chiefs. 
and I thought about Matt Paradis for the, the Broncos. But ultimately, I just think this interior trio for the Raiders is too good. I couldn't go any other way. Yeah, I, um, I'm with you on the two guards, Jackson and Osemele. And I, the center was really difficult. Yeah. Probably one of the most difficult ones so far. I went with Matt Paradis, and it was mm-hmm. probably – I love Rodney Hudson. He's one of my – a draft crush of mine when he first came out. Um, but uh, for me, I think the reason I'm going with Paradis because I think he's one of the more underrated blockers in the NFL, so I want to give a, give a chance here to highlight uh, him and – and talk about, you know, he gives you a lot of the same things as Hudson. Maybe not quite as good as face, but uh, he's a really smart football player. And, and you know, you, you, you hear some of the, the people like Brandon Thorne, a guy that I really respect for offensive line, raves about Paradise. And, and so he deserves some more love. And I don't think you can go wrong with either one, but I wanted to, to shed some light on the skills of Matthew Paradise. Yeah, I think it's a worthy cause uh, because he is a very good football player. Super underrated. Um. Two different on offense, Kyle? Two? No, uh, three. We had uh, offensive tackle, center, and, and then you had Travis Benjamin over Sammy Watkins. Yeah, because I like production over traits that don't translate. Excuse me. Oh. Route running and ball skills and yards. You, you say this like Travis, Travis Benjamin's bomb. He's a really good fit as a slot receiver. I'm good. All right, defense. Is, do I have the lead here? Uh, defensive end. Yeah, you go right ahead. Yeah, and so this is an impossible proposition to get this down to just uh, two. So I'm cheating on this a little bit. No, nope. Uh, I'm not having this, Joe. Pick two. Well, one of them. I'm just saying the one guy that everyone's going to be mad about. Hold your water. He's going to be a linebacker for me. Uh, nope. So no, no cheating here. I'm got, not cheating. I'm going to pick play. two. Okay, I'm picking two. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, my edge defenders, and a rest in peace whatever quarterback I play against. Yeah, I mean, that's this didn't have to be hard, man. I absolutely agree with you. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, lock it in. They are defensive linemen, which is all the distinguishment that we need here to wipe our hands clean and move <laughs> on. Right? I mean, it's not wrong. Like, show me the lie. I'm looking at the depth charts right now. I'm good. I'm happy with it. Was there a name that... Now, this is fun, the interior defensive line. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, was there any names on edge guys that, that really hurt you to leave off? Like, there's some, some talent we uh, didn't mention. Well, I think that we're both um, considering Mr. Miller a linebacker. So there, but even outside that. of I that, mean, even outside of that. Melvin Ingram, good football player. Justin Houston. Uh, Justin Houston, he, you know, for Brad, one, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb's going to be a stud. It's a good pass rushing division. Yeah. So as I shift my eyes inside, um, I ultimately, I got to look at the chargers and they got Brandon Meebane and they got Corey Legit. And those two guys to me stand out as probably the best options they're solid, stout football players on the other three rosters. But um, if I want to take the cream of the crop, I'm, I'm taking those two interior guys for the Chargers. Okay, I have two completely different uh, interior defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Give me Chris Jones at three tech. Uh, super long, athletic, explosive, physical, everything, all the traits you'd ever want. He's he, uh, starting to turn it on a little bit last year. 
And then for my plug, give me Justin Ellis. Uh, I think that he's an underrated guy in terms of uh, anchoring and, and, and clogging up space in the middle. He can get a little bit of push. And uh, I think I like – we've talked about for the other divisions how we think about in pairings and how those skill sets complement each other. So I like that, that duo inside of Justin Ellis from the Raiders and Chris Jones from the Chiefs. Joe, I have to interject here. This was a massive oversight and brain okay. fart on my part. Charger, or the, the Chiefs' okay. death chart says Chris Jones' defensive end. So when I looked at the death chart, I didn't look at his name because I'm just looking at the positions. Chris Jones has yeah. to be on my he list. Plays a little, he probably does play five tech for him. Yeah. Right. So Okay, so now you got to bump one. Yeah, buy me, right? Bane. See you later. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. So, I mean, you got Mac, Bosa, Legit, and Chris Jones. Uh, there's no true plug in that group, but I'm going to play one gap if I got those four guys up front, and I'll just I'll run right by you. Just go crazy. Yeah. So linebackers. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I have the lead here on this. You, do you don't. No, I do. Yeah, uh, yes, I do. No, you went. You took your two uh, Charger guys. That's right. I, That's right. Then yep. I interjected. So. All right, go go for it. All right, so my, my trio of linebackers, Anthony Hitchens, uh, New Kansas City Chief, Brandon Marshall, and Von Miller. That's my that's my trio. Marshall's been a middle backer in – very good defenses for a long time. I think I like his physicality. He's an imposing guy in the middle. Hitchens can run a really good tackler. He can win in space. And then, I mean, Von Miller is one of the best five defensive players in, in, in the NFL, and, and so he's a no-brainer. Yeah, so, I mean, th- this pass rush group just looks better and better and better. Uh, putting Von Miller at the will, giving him rush opportunities, that is a no-brainer. Uh, also agree with you that Anthony Hitchens is easily a candidate here that has to be in the list. Joe, surprised you didn't go with uh, Breland Speaks, second-round pick from 2018 that played defensive tackle <laughs> at college level. He's going to play linebacker now. I gave I gave Tahir. I thought you were going to say Reggie Ragland. <laughs> yeah, that one too. I gave Tahir Whitehead a, a little bit of a look here. I also gave Denzel Perryman a little bit of a look here, but uh, ultimately I do side with you where Brandon Marshall uh, is the other name if we're picking three linebackers to fill out. Uh, so we, we are in alignment with those three linebackers picking Chiefs and Broncos exclusively, Joe. I thought about Perryman, too. That was the guy. It was between him and Marshall for, for that one slot. I, I sided with Marshall. Yeah. So the corner group would have been a lot harder before Marcus Peters got traded out of the division, right? Um, I still don't think it's – that hard of a choice now, I think you have to take Casey Hayward. I think he's the best corner in the division. And I'm going to go with, well, I mean, Aqib Tlaib was traded out too. So all the competition here is gone. Uh, Gary on Conley. I'll take the first round pick who had excellent film for the Oakland Raiders. So pairing Conley and Casey Hayward together, it really hurts to leave Jason Verrett off but I can't trust him to stay healthy, and for that reason, he's been chopped. I think there's a player you forgot, Kyle. Casey Hayward's in. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah. Chris Chris Harris plays football in this division. Yeah, he does. Really? Okay, so you you knowingly chose Gary and Conley, who I think has the upside to be a lockdown corner in the NFL. 
Yep. But I think Chris Harris is a lockdown corner in the NFL. And so at grinding the tape, Broncos fan, uh, for leaving Chris Chris Harris out of this list. That that's all of your analysis. You're just going to tell. Well, I mean, Chris dis- Harris disenfran- disenfranchised Broncos guys to get after me. Well, yeah, I think Chris. I think Chris Harris is in this conversation league wide. I think he's one of the best two or three corners in the league. Probably two or three corners in the league. Joe, yeah, Chris Joe, Harris. Stop it. Yes. No way. Okay, well, you know what? I'm overlooking some other great ones. He's in the top five. He is not in the top five. Yeah, Chris Harris, top five NFL quarterback. Is he better than Jalen Ramsey? No. Is he better than William Jackson, who had a lot of talk on the timeline on Sunday? He's more proven than than, uh, William Jackson. That's not my question. Is he better than William Jackson? Um, he's more proven. Okay. <laughs> Is he better than Xavier Rhodes? Man, they're different. They're different players. Is he better than Xavier Rhodes? Is he better than A.J. Bouye? He's better than Xavier He's not better than Xavier Rhodes. He's, he is better than A.J. Bouye. Those were just the first four that came to my mind. I don't think he's right, better those than are the guys. Those are the guys. Is he's he right better that... than Casey Hayward? No, not not the not okay. The, so we just named. We, I just I just found five names that are better than Chris Harris. You're not going to find it. You went with Gary and Connolly. He's played like a five minutes in the NFL. With the, he's got a <laughs> shin injury. Okay. Over Chris Harris. Yeah, I like the upside. I tr- I'm going to trust my film evaluation. All right. Safeties. I got honors here. Uh, Eric Berry on one spot. Yes. Give me Derwin James at the other. I like the idea of uh, what they can do as interchangeable players. I think they both can play deep. They can both play near the line of scrimmage. You can put them in man coverage, and they can win. They've got ball skills. They hit. I mean, that's a pretty dynamic duel on the back end. And, uh, you know, I think that there's some other – you know, I think it was hard for me to leave Jaleel Day out of this because I think he's an underrated football player. It's very, very good. Um, but – I, I think that there's a lot of upside if you can get those two uh, two on the back end and James and Barry. Yeah, um, I don't think there's a lot of real high-end talent at safety in the AFC West. I think there's some solid football players, but as far as, like, blue chippers, I think it's Barry and it's Derwin James. I agree with you 100%. So uh, we had a little bit of deviation, Joe. Uh, we really fought about Chris Harris being off my list. But other than that, other than that, defensively, we had the same three linebackers. We had the same two safeties. Uh, we had one different defensive lineman. And um, then we had the three offensive players. So five, this is actually less differences than what we had on the last episode when we did the NFC East, where we had six different players. What you got for coaching staff? Do you have a you have a trio? Uh, I, I do. I've got you five. do yours first. I need my producer to pull these staffs back up. Make sure I'm. I got this ordered. I did not pre-select the coaching staffs. All right, I got mine. I'm going with Andy Reid at head coach. Thought about Anthony Lynn. I did. Resume is just off the charts in the NFL, except for winning in the postseason. Uh, offensive coordinator. I went with Bill Musgrave. I think that guy got a raw deal uh, when he was Oakland's offensive coordinator. They they 
they should have never let him go. Um, and then, uh, you know, he was actually with Minnesota the year that uh, Adrian Peterson got 2,000 rushing yards and that he just wasn't retained when Mike Zimmer got that job. I think he's uh, uh, underrated as an offensive coordinator. I'm anxious to see what he does uh, this coming season. And uh, Paul Gunther is my defensive coordinator. I love how physical and nasty and aggressive his defenses are out of a 4-3 front. And so uh, I thought that was my – I didn't – I mean, I, that was the easiest one probably was Paul Gunther at D coordinator. Really? There's some disrespect for my defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Well, I mean, the thing, I'm a little bit jaded with Gus. I like Gus. He's, he's always a joy at the Senior Bowl. But, like, <laughs> they needed to get him out of the way in Jacksonville. Yeah, but he was the head coach in Jacksonville. That's yeah, a problem. You're not hiring him to be the head coach. You're hiring him to be the defensive coordinator. I like He's better as a defensive coordinator, but I, I think Paul Gunther is just okay. really outstanding. Okay, so I'm going to go with Andy Reid, and I'm going to go with both Chargers coordinators with Ken Wisenhunt and Gus Bradley. Wow, we differed on both coordinators. Yes, and it hurt, it hurt me a lot to take Andy Reid. Andy is terrible with clock management. <laughs> And Andy does not win in the playoffs. That is not a good one-two punch. And you kept, you took him anyways. Well, who, you could who, have Anthony Lynn. Who the hell did he take? Vance Joseph? No, Anthony Lynn. John Gruden? No, Anthony Lynn. Yeah. But I felt bad taking all of the Chargers staff. You shouldn't. I do. Travis Benjamin over Sammy Watkins. Listen, sorry I like football players that can put stats in the stat sheet. Do you, Cal? <laughs> I knew it would get a rise out of you too, which was part of the motivation for having so having the conviction to actually say it. Why? Why, Travis Benjamin? I've not. My producer's now pulled up his stat sheet. What's better about this guy's numbers than Sammy Watkins? He's had more than forty-seven catches once in his one, two, three, four, five, six-year career. That's because he's a true slot receiver, Joe. Sammy Watkins was billed as an alpha receiver who's now moved inside and playing slot because he he's going to play all positions in KC. I mean, they're, theoretically, I theoretically, they're all supposed to play be playing all positions. Travis Benjamin. Would it have made you feel better if I took Tyrell Williams? Yeah, uh, probably. If you would have took Emmanuel Sanders, if you would have taken uh, Ryan Switzer. Jordy Nelson. You, you would have felt better about Ryan Switzer than Travis yeah, Benjamin. Yes. That was a little bit of a stretch, but what I'm trying to okay, say here. Okay, okay. Let's come back down listen, off the ledge now, Joe. No, no, you're not. Switzer was a stretch because I was trying to play to your emotions because I know how much you like Switzer. I love Switzer. But Travis Benjamin's probably the 12th best receiver in the AFC West. Okay. But I'm picking him for a specific role. Well. Get, no. Oh, God. That's that's bad take, Kyle. That's bad take. And on that note, we're going to wrap up today's episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. Tip of the cap for everybody who's listening at home. Welcome to this new platform that we are on with the Draft Network, which we are just thrilled to bring to you. Um, quick tip of the cap also to tonight's sponsor, Monster Energy Drink. Uh, if you did not catch the video of me shouting out our sponsor, Monster, on Twitter last night, make sure you go back and find that because I found the new catchphrase for Monster, Joe. Would you not agree that is a home run for them? We're not going to say it here. they got to go look at it on the timeline. I need the impressions. 
<laughs> Give Kyle his impressions. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. So uh, make sure you tune in with us as we kind of tease that we have some big things planned in the future. And we are going to be your guiding light through all of that. So hit that subscribe button. Follow along with us here on the show. Uh, also, make sure you reach out to us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow the Draft Network on Twitter, which is at Draft Network LLC. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at Grinding the Tape, greatest handle in the history of mankind. Very proud of that one. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast, and we will catch up with you all again later this week. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.